Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and I'm joined by State.ie and ThinAir.com critic, yeah. writer, Darren Keane. How's it going, Darren? It's pretty good. We're, yeah. we're pretty excited because we're looking ahead to festival season. Yeah. It's that time of the year again. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening this year. Um, it's kind of, it feels like there's more festivals than ever in Ireland. There are more big festivals with bigger names. So uh, I'm just going to go through them. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of good this year in that like there haven't been any bad stories really about them you know like the last couple of years have been stories about you know that festival down in Killarney which uh oh the one that folded yeah that yeah. um Burt Bacharach was supposed to play at Father John Misty was supposed to play it as well I think wow wow yeah. um and there was one up in Kilkenny as well which light color count light sound color I think or something like that but it seems like I don't know festivals have consolidated or something like that, and it's they're pulling less riskier moves. They've got they got their core audience. They know where they're going to be located, as opposed to trying to put on a festival in like Killarney to, <laughs> and they don't know who's going to turn up. You know, yeah. And uh, so I guess the well, we're both going to Primavera mm-hmm. the same weekend as Forbidden Fruit, and uh, you were saying just before we pressed play that you'd love to go to Forbidden Fruit this year. That they've kind of stepped it up a little bit and they've uh booked some good acts yeah i've often gone to Prima, uh, forbidden fruit in the past before i started going to primavera i really like it as a festival i like location i think kilmaine was a great spot um it's just so easy to get to from dublin and you know you stay in the city but even looking at the lineup this year i'm seeing danny brown on the lineup and he's like i always pick him out as lineups of a, a guy a guy i'd love to see but even look at the first day you've got um i always forget how to this lady's name now nao I've seen her before. She's fantastic. Um, you've got kind of you've got grime representative with gigs. You've got Orbital turning up again on festival lineups, which I think is interesting because they. I remember seeing them at like Electric Picnic 2007 or eight. Next day, you've got Nicholas Jar, Aphex Twin, Moderat, Fatima Yamaha. It's like that's a fantastic dance oriented lineup. And then the third night, you've obviously got what a lot of people will be looking forward to this summer is Bon Iver. and then Flying Lotus, who is genuinely one of the best live acts I've seen in the last five years. Then Lisa Hannigan and Danny Brown, a very eclectic day. There's a lot going on that day as well. That's uh, the day that Bonnie Vare is headlining, that they say Bonnie Vare curated the lineup. Yeah. And you know, I hear stuff like that. And I'm just kind of like put on my my uh, skeptical spectacles. Like I'm like, Bonnie Vare, really? You pulled together Flying Lotus, Lisa Hannigan, the state. Well, the stave's okay. I can get behind that. I'd understand that decision, yeah. But I'd like to ask like Justin Vernon's like, do you listen to Flying Lotus? Like, what's your familiarity with him? Maybe he is. Maybe he's a massive Flying Lotus yeah. fan. I don't know. I it, like the idea of like the the Forbidden Fruit guys constantly ringing up Bonnie Vare and just being like, Bon or <laughs> Bon <laughs> Justin, we need the lineup now. <laughs> <We> finalized <laughs> it. Come on. He's just there and he's flicking through his like iTunes or Spotify shuffle, going, Oh yeah, go on, Flying Lotus. Lisa Hannigan, Danny Brown. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And I see um, Russ and Gano family are playing that day as well, which is cool. It's, uh, I'm reading that rightly, aren't I? They're being added to the... On the Monday, yeah. On the Monday, playing. yeah. It's uh, Bul- B- the Bulmers live stage is on during the festival. Bulmers live stage? You would think that every every stage is the live stage. It's a live stage, yeah. <laughs> um, 100% Irish artists, they say. So you've yeah. got bands playing across the weekend like Tara Lee, Laboom, Bark, Super Silly, Sole, Ships, Handsome Paddy, 8J, Heroes in Hiding, Russ and Gano Family, Talos, Ryan Vale, Leisha. So... 
good lineup. I don't know if... Yeah, it's good. It's good, yeah. I remember going to the... They had Irish stages in previous years. I remember seeing bands like Squarehead play it and there's always a great crowd at them because they're timed in between the other acts. So people will get a chance to see those bands. Ross and Gano family, like, how many festivals must they have played at this stage? And they're probably going to be one of the best acts on the bill as per usual. They're the most consistent live band you'll see. So they're f- absolutely fantastic. So I think the first time that I saw them, Russ and Gano family at a festival was Body and Soul, like 2013, I think, or something like that. They were playing the main stage. Russ and Gano, like, were they even Russ and Gano at that stage? Was maybe it, it just, was 2014. Was it, was it God Knows and My Name is John? Oh, maybe it was, Because yeah. I think they're Russ and Gano since 2015. Oh, okay. They were playing the middle middle of the day main stage yeah. and uh, took a while to get going, but then, you know, they had half the crowd going down the front dancing. I saw, saw them at Longitude last year and... Um, it kind of took a while to pick up with her first act on and one of the bigger stages and it was quiet enough and then like halfway through God knows tore out in the crowd and was just dancing with all the crowd and it really picked up then people were flooding into the tent to see what was happening but it's great to see them on that month that's the I think the Monday is the big day at that festival this year yeah. and they're on that lineup and that's fantastic for them so um, but yeah I think it looks like an interesting weekend maybe the first day of it's the poorest like orbital I don't know I think I've seen orbital I don't ever want to see Orbital again. But like Aphex Twin could do anything on the second day. Nicholas Sharrow has posted off live. Moderat's amazing. Fatima Yamha. That'll be pretty cool. I don't know. It's great. It's just a pity it's clashing with Primavera for myself and for yourself. But like, it does look like a great weekend. Aphex Twin, like, when was the last time he would have played in, in Ireland full stop, let alone a festival? I'm trying to think. I know I saw Chris Cunningham, who is Aphex Twin's video director, DJ set a few years ago. We played a lot of Aphex Twin's music, but I can't remember Aphex Twin himself playing. Maybe, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know for, for once. <laughs> Primavera is on the same weekend. We mentioned that. Let's let's cut to Barcelona. By the time that Jump this cut. podcast is uploaded, um, I'll hopefully be over in Barcelona. Hopefully you'll be over there as yeah. well, Darren. It's some lineup this year. And every year they, they kind of just pull it out. I've just gotten to the point where I know that Primavera in Barcelona is going to be probably the best festival lineup of the summer. Well, this is my fourth time going now. I actually got my ticket before lineup because I knew from previous years it's just going to be incredible. And this year, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm at the point where people are asking me who's playing and I'm going, I don't know, there's too much happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the band that kind of did it for you that you that you saw on the lineup and you were like, yes, I'm glad I got my ticket early? Well, this year, and this is the sad part for me, was Granddaddy. I'm a massive Granddaddy fan. Oh, and um Unfortunately, Kevin Garcia, their bass player, passed away last week at the age of 41. And so they've had to cancel. So that's a big pity. But they've been replaced by Arab Strap, the kind of Scottish miserablists. <laughs> so that's I'm looking forward to that. They're great. Um, but yeah, it seems some like, fingers crossed Frank Ocean doesn't cancel because he's canceled two festivals already. But he'd be, I'd love to see him. Solange, I can't wait to see Solange. It's going to be incredible. And Grace Jones. Um and then even looking down the lineup, I'm kind of going, Ronda Jewels, Flylo, you know, Magnetic Fields, Angel Olsen. Kind of, and as further you go down, it gets crazier and crazier, like Broken Social Scene or like Japan Drives, King Gizzard, Wizard Lizard. You've got things like The Descendants. like Broken Social Scene. Broken Social Scene are going to be incredible. I've never seen them live. They're, they're clashing with Solange. I'm going to have to go see Broken Social Scene. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Their new songs are actually so good. They've released two singles from their new album that's out in July, and they're really, really good. They Feist bo- is on the latest one that they released. They both sound great. Like, I know Broken Social Scene were massive for me when I was gr- growing up, so it's going to have to be them. But then you've got other things. Primavera is always very interesting. You've got the more popular stuff. You've got your Arcade Fire, What the XX. And then you've got stuff that's a bit more obscure and kind of hues more to what Primavera would have been originally, a lot more of kind of 
left field alternative act. So you've got the makeup, kind of like seminal DC punks, uh, fronted by Ian Sfinonius, who used to be in Nation of Ulysses, who used to do the Soft Focus podcast on Vice's website. You've got This Is Not This Heat, which are like early 80s post-punk and they've like an all-star band. Fronted by Alexis from Hot Chip. I think well, front of, he's, a, he's a sideman in it, so as far as I'm aware. And Thurston Moore is playing with that band as well. So they're like, you've got you've got all the bases covered. You've got your slinky R&B with your Frank Oceans, your Solanges. You've got like Slayer and Gojira if you want to have metal. You've got like Fly Low and Run the Jewels if you want to, and Skepta if you want to go hip-hop on it. And you've got, oh yeah, like This Is Not This Heat. Um what else is really obscure and weird on this lineup? Yeah, like how, how many things can you pick out? You know, Gas, uh, Wolfgang Voigt's ambient side project, probably playing his first gig in maybe 10 years. And he's just released his new album, Narcopop, there recently. It's fantastic. So, like, you're not going to get another festival that covers that range. Um, you're also not going to get another festival that's going to be like 25 degree heat in Barcelona. Like, you know, so. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> for people who haven't been to Primavera before, it's pretty much like like 30 20 minutes on the on the subway out of the city center of barcelona it's it runs from about 6 p.m till 6 a.m kind of that's when the the main music is though there's djs like earlier during the day if they've got a beach there that came for the first time last year if if you wanted legit you could like go onto the site at 12 in the day and stay there till six in the morning um crawl back to your apartment i don't think you'd be doing that two days running though yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a huge festival. There's still a few more acts to be announced as far as I'm aware. Like, how, how big is it? It's about 150,000, is it? No. No? It's 55,000. A day? Yeah. Oh, okay. 150,000 across total, the three yeah. days. That, that must and have been what I saw. It's just a fantastic festival. And then I like the great things about it is you've got gigs before and afterwards in the clubs around the city and then like the courtyard of the art school in Barcelona. Um, so that's great. The city is just buzzing the entire time. Everyone enjoying to serve the atmosphere is fantastic we could probably talk about this all day um but yeah so it's a pity we're missing forbidden fruit but at the same time going to primavera so that's your trade-off yeah it's interesting as well seeing the likes of arcade fire and bonnie Vare there um bonnie Vare who's playing uh forbidden fruit festival arcade fire who are doing their own standalone show in ireland um a week or two later i think oh are they i just saw that yeah, was announced last week uh, they, it's been announced for a while. It hasn't sold out. Oh, I saw the UK tour has uh, been announced. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think Arcade Fire being supported by the Kooks on the UK tour. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh no. Yeah. I think Arcade Fire have new material on the way. Well, um, this is the problem, though. They announced Malahide Castle a couple of months ago, and and they played Marley Park a couple of years ago. I went to see that gig. It was a Pixie Sporting. Yeah, and uh, it was. It was really, really good, apart from afterwards, just trying to actually get back into Dublin City was oh, an absolute yeah, joke from that. But, um, you know, apart from that, I've gotten over it, I think. Arcade Fire were really, really good. They're a great festival band. But yeah, they haven't released any new material. And so that gig is kind of not selling well, even though it's far fewer thousand tickets on sale than the Marley Park show. And it's I... interesting that there are more bands, you know, higher up on some festival lineups that are doing standalone shows here. Mm. Future Islands... Fleet Foxes as well. Fleet Foxes are in your show in the Cork Off Paris, yeah. Yeah, and they're playing Ivy Gardens in Dublin as mm-hmm. well. And it's interesting that there are so many standalone shows too. I don't know if the actual number of festivals in Ireland, I wonder, has it kind of decreased Has slightly? it dipped a bit? I mean, you've got sm- some smaller festivals, like say, for example, Knock and Stocking is taking a break this yeah. year. That's usually all Irish. All Irish, yeah. Irish. Like, but I think in, in terms of the bigger festivals, all the Irish ones still remain. You know, like they're all... 
your Fit and Fruits, your Longitudes, um, Caspalooza for one. Electric Picnic's still going, but maybe the demographic or what they're actually trying to book has changed, or maybe they have less money. Maybe bands are just tired of playing festivals. They want to play their own standalone shows. Um, maybe that's it. Well, it's interesting to actually just finish the arcade Firepoint. There's a dude, uh, one of the Primavera organizers, Gabby Ruiz, has his own Twitter account, obviously, because everyone does. And uh, he tweeted that Arcade Fire will definitely be playing new material at the show. And there's also rumours of Darren doing a standalone gig in Barcelona as part of the festival. So keep your peepers peeled. Ah, well, they're a great live band. I th- I might go see them. I'm not sure. I've <laughs> I've kind of tentatively dipped my toes into the Clash Winder for Primavera and I've just... Yeah, it's a scary yeah. one. But uh, Arcade Fire have always been fantastic. I remember seeing them... God, what year is it? <laughs> I'm going to betray my age here. Uh, maybe 2006, 2007, and they were supported by the clinic in Phoenix Park in October, and I was only wearing a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, right, those death. October. But they were fantastic, ex- ex- excellent gig, but I haven't seen them since, because, like, you know, I don't know I'll get a chance to see them again. The, uh, just because you mentioned it earlier, um, like two minutes ago, about the kind of the festivals consolidating, like Castle Palooza is one which last year seemed to set its stall out a little bit. Uh, the start of July 2016, they had... Caribou, Jurassic 5, Villagers and Cat Powers Cat are yeah. uh, This year, they've gone back to the start of August, the August Bank Holiday Weekend, which clashes with Independence in mm-hmm. Cork, 4th, 5th and 6th of August. And they've got, well, Girl Band have actually Girl pulled band out. Canceled, yeah. Yeah, so they were initially one of the headliners. They've got Wild Beasts, but then mostly it's kind of an Irish lineup. It, it, uh, you've got like David Kitt, which is Kitzer, he's fantastic. Anyway, Shit Robot, which is, you know, great, which would be a great show, but like ultimately in terms of names, it's they're less big things. Even like looking at Casper Blues last year on the Saturday, they had preoccupations, um, formerly Via Kong, and like they would have been a huge festival band over the last few years. Whereas this year, it just, just don't, doesn't seem to have the same kind of level of name at Casper Blues. So yeah, they've taken a step back. It seems. Have you been there before, Castle Blues? I've never been. Um, I've had friends play it, and I have always had like great stories talked about it. Um, it's probably one of the few Irish festivals I've never been to actually. One one of the established ones. One of the established ones. <laughs> yeah. No, so like, I've, like, I mean, it's not that we crib and moan about, oh, why don't they have Caribou back again this year or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's more just, I find it interesting that they probably set this stall out last year and there was, there is maybe a sense of festival burnout yeah, or something I mean, like that. Would one, one would wonder, did they sell, did they sell out last year? Um it's interesting, we noticed earlier that they have the same graphic design for their <laughs> poster this year, so they're cutting costs somewhere. Um, and who knows the reasons for that? Maybe they just wanted, maybe it was a conscious decision to take a step back and as opposed to like a, a kind of a financial kind of reason for it. But um, I know it's still, I think it'll still be a great festival. I mean, Wild Beast, David Kitt and Shit Robot, that's three straight away that are probably really, really good bands. Um and going further, further down the list, I've just noticed O'Bolander on the list, and they're fantastic live. They're yeah, they're one of those underrated Irish bands that just doesn't get enough enough credit. Time. And like they, they've been plugging away for so many years, and they never stop. And I saw them recently in Cork, and they're absolutely fantastic. Um, they're just a great kind of like throwback, late nineties kind of guitar rock band, kind of sprawling things. And they're just a three piece, and they're still great. But um, yeah, that that looks like a decent one. Like Lumo Club are doing DJ sets of it. That'll be great. I mean, yeah. d- just what the what Castle Palooza has announced so far, it just doesn't really seem like a three day festival to me. Yeah, it it, it seems like it's um, butter spread thin over the yeah yeah. yeah. Um, one festival that I'm kind of surprised uh, has come back and kind of come back in a strange way is Longitude. 
yeah. Because there was a lot of rumors before they announced the lineup that, oh, maybe it's not coming back because there was nothing announced. Like their Facebook page was... It was very late this year. It was quiet. Uh, the lineup this year is kind of odd. You could see it last year, the way that it was kind of going. It's kind of going oxygeny. And stuff. Kendrick Lamar was the main draw last year. And yeah. I think a lot of people would have seen that he's playing Longitude and they're like, I guess I better have to go to Longitude then. I think what is very interesting last year, because I went for the three days of the weekend. Are you doing it for the three days? I was only there for the Kendrick Lamar. You only there for Kendrick Saturday. Lamar. So I went for the Friday, Saturday. Was it Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday last year? I think it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I went for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was headline with Kendrick Lamar on the Friday night. Fantastic. And Tyler Crater play as well. It's happy to be there for that. And then when Sunday, bit less perfume genius played which is great but he also had like um did major laser play major laser played and that was a very poppy kind of day as well so first two days were crowded the f- site mcmarley park is, is a big site but the whole site was crowded the entire time sunday like roisin murphy played the national courtney barnett more guitar rock oriented no one on site absolutely no one so really? people, people had bought day tickets for the first two days and had just totally abandoned it on the third day, which is wonderful. There was less than half the capacity kind of filled. So like, like it was like visibly oh yeah, that we, quiet. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was amazing. Like you could walk to, up to any stage up to the barrier and just stand there straight away as opposed to how crowded it was the day before. I wonder will that happen this year? It's definitely appealing to a, more, a younger audience again this year. I mean, I'm picking out names that I'd love to see, like Young Thug, Gucci Mane, Kay Trinata, Wiley's playing, Earl Sweatshirt's playing. Like that's incredible. Um... But then I'm looking at stuff like Catfish and the Bottleman, you know. Picture this. Picture this, yeah. I mean, them, you know, Mumford and Sons are playing Sunday. Like Apparently Mumford and Sons are curating that festival, I think. I checked it, actually looked that. So if you look at the Longitude lineup, it's, it's like Gentlemen of the Road Takeover for Sunday. That's actually a, pro, a promoter, like a like a large promoter based in the UK who does international bookings. So they're taking over with their lineup that day. Oh, okay. So that's... It's uh, kind of strange, strange enough. Right? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I've ever heard of a promoter, bar ATP, but take over the day of a festival as a, as kind of a, as a name behind it. So I thought that was quite an interesting spot. Um, if you look further down the build-in on each day, I mean, you've got your... Like, you've got our stuff there... Bitch Falconer playing the Friday, they're fantastic. But like that day is interesting. If you so the way Friday headliner is Stormzy, Saturday is the weekend, Sunday is one for the Suns. Um, if you combine like if you put Stormzy on the same day as Skeptic, Adam, Adam, Mac Miller, or Sweatshirt, that's probably the best hip hop lineup you'll have seen in Ireland in like I don't know the last ten years. The fact that Young Tug and Gucci Mane are playing as well. Um, I know I'm, I have my hip hop fucking sunglasses on here, uh, my shades on, and that's what my. But they want you to buy like a, a festival ticket. They a festival want you ticket, to, yeah. Well, that's, or a weekend they're, ticket. They're, they're splitting it up because they want people to go to each day. You know, I'm I'm looking at that Sunday lineup. I wouldn't go to a single thing on it. Ha. But you Leon know, Bridges, Leon Bridges is okay. Leon Bridges is okay. You know, but like, it's not for me. But like, that's okay too. You know. Yeah, that's on um, 14th, 15th, and 16th of July in Marley Park. You would hope that they would do something with the festival grounds because, as you said, it was pretty crowded for a couple of the days. It was very crowded. There was overcrowding on the second largest stage because the way that Marley Park's orientated over the stream. You have to cross a bridge. You have to cross a bridge, yeah. Like a tiny, a tiny, a tiny a pontoon bridge, yeah, essentially. To, to get over to the, the, the second stage. And when I tried to get over to see uh, Tyler the Creator last yeah. year, I couldn't. Like, it was backed up about 100 people or something. And I was like, 
okay, I guess I'll just stay in the main arena. They definitely need better um, crowd control, crowd management and logistical kind of approach to it because last year a number of people I know didn't get to see various acts because of that issue. Um, see, the thing is then, like, the rest of the festival was quite enjoyable. Like, there was a lot of, like, at the smaller stages, there was kind of, like, little comedy tents. I saw Alison Spittle do, like, uh, a set there. It was wonderful just sitting around kind of watching stuff. But it, there, it's not like Electric Picnic. You won't find much extra to do beyond the music, which I'm normally fine with. But some other people might not enjoy that, you know? Um, in terms of food options and like, everything else, is pretty limited. But, like, I got my fun out of the weekend. I think this year if I went this Friday and Saturday do look great. Like there's a lot of hip hop on. I think it'd be really good fun. Uh, Sunday not so much. But <laughs> it it's it's on its own, like um is that around leaving cert results time? Um well but it's it's definitely when the leaving cert is, is uh it's, it's well def- over at that stage yeah, anyway. It's, it's, it's definitely after taking the oxygen slot in there for like my first festival, which is totally cool, like, you know. I remember I went to Oxygen after my leaving cert and had a great time. So it's it's that's that's the market they're going to, maybe? Yeah. Picture this, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I won't go there. I, don't think I won't ever, go there, Darren. I don't think I've actually heard picture this. So. <laughs> um, so you you just mentioned it there. Like, is it just about the music for you when you're deciding a festival? Is it like... For, for me, it's 100% about the music. I don't... You know, the rest of it's a nice addition. You know that they're going to have other stuff. Like There's other stuff going to be there. Like, like, you know, there's always the area that lets you pick into you and you, like, fall into the herbal tea tent. And you're like, oh, I'll <laughs> stay here for half an hour. Or, you know, something like that. But, like, for me, it's 100% music all the time. I genuinely don't think I've ever even gone to, like, a comedy side stage at a lecture picnic. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a comedy act either. But it, it is nice when you've been to a festival and you know that there is other stuff there, like Big earlier time. on in the day, like uh, the Wonderlust stage for Body and Soul. Oh yeah, that's that very was nice. Just announced uh, today is we're recording the podcast, and you just know it's got good discussions and mm. stuff like that. You can just sit around. Hopefully, it'll be sunny and stuff. And that's nice and already. Yeah, I'm like for me. That's why I like going to Primavera because there's nothing else. It's just music. There's not a single. Yeah. Other, there's not a single it's other thing on music. site. But thing is, if you want to do it, you can walk into Barcelona and do whatever the hell you want. But like, when you're at Lesh Picnic or Body and Soul or it might be harder to get along with you because it's more of an urban site. It's right beside. That's right. It's in Dublin. You want a little other thing to go on. Not that I personally care about it, but a lot of people, a lot of people do. You know. Um. So when they announced like you know the discussion stage. You know, some people like that or like, you know, the politics kind of things. It's cool. It's not for me. But like, <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the other things about Longitude that kind of puts me off is like not living in Dublin mm. and not having even the option of like a camping ticket or, you know, kind of a discounted uh, accommodation or anything like that in Dublin. This is what's interesting versus that and Kilmainham, uh, Forbidden Fruit and Kilmainham. Marley Park is quite difficult i think anyone has ever been to a concert in mary park has experienced some difficulty in extricating themselves every situation. single time that i've been there every single time like i had an awful time the friday of longitude last year saturday and sunday not so bad because we planned it a bit better um but come here could come in and come in you can walk back into city center in 25 minutes half an yeah, hour easily um and then if you wanted if you want to go for a day you could hop into your coach that's not possible really with longitude you know or if, like i'm lucky that i have people my friends live in dublin city center you know that's fine but if you don't, if you're just coming up for a day to go to Longitude and you want to go to stay in the whole weekend, how much are you going to be paying on accommodation in Dublin City Centre, you know? So you got to factor that in as well to your price of your ticket. So how much is a Longitude ticket for the whole weekend? 
189.50. How much is an electric picnic ticket these days, Brenda? Same well, ballpark? You can't get your hands on an electric picnic well, ticket. They true, sold out straight away. But like if you, before, if you, before the lineup was even announced, it, they it, sold out. If you had your hands on a ticket, how much did it cost them? 200 quid? 249. That's, I would wager 50. that that's a better deal than Longitude, just in terms of how much you're going to shell out for your accommodation. Yeah. Especially now. Now yeah, the boom is back. The boom is back. <laughs> uh, let's just talk generally about festivals for a while. What's your? Do you have like an easily standout best festival moment ever? Best band that you've ever seen at a festival? Oh my god, I've, I've so many. I'm landing of them. that on you. While while you think of it, I'll tell you a couple. Okay, of yeah, I'd like to hear um, these. Uh, I don't know if it counts. Uh, Argade Fire last year in Barcelona in the Apollo was it before um, Primavera itself? Oh, LCD. LCD sound system. Sorry. That was the Apollo. Yeah, that was uh, an incredible moment. Uh, just 2,500 capacity venue and just all my friends come on and you can just feel the love in the room. It was so good. Yeah, it was mind boggling that gig, to be fair. Um, ba- back in Ireland, I think the Galaxy at about 1 a.m. on the Saturday night of Electric Picnic. I think that that's just it, it was just everything was right. You know, they just had a really, really great lineup and great uh lineup of songs and they're just a brilliant live band and i think that they completely showcased it to a stuffed crowd at an appreciative crowd who wanted to see that at that hour yeah cool like i mean i'm trying to think of like i maybe divided into an irish and a primavera moment because i think i got really lucky the first year i went to electric picnic we turned up to we really wanted to see um lc sound system another lc sound system moment but we kind of didn't really check out the stage times for some reason. I don't know. We were we were kind of festival noobs at the time, having just been to Oxford the year before. So we turned up, Hot Chip played, played an absolutely like barnstorming set like a year or two after The Warning came out. Ooh. Fantastic set. Up next after that was Bjork. Volta had just come out. She ended with Declare Independence. Absolutely mind-boggling set. Then LCD came out. We were on the Sound of Silver tour. And just played like a Sound of Silver heavy set with some stuff from 4533. And yeah, that blew my mind. That was one of the best three band runs I've ever seen. But like I've, I, I go to at least two or three festivals a year. I see a lot. Like that was a very lucky to have gone to that one. And Barcelona, Paddy Smith, 2015, where I spent the entire set crying. Uh, where? Electro Picnic? Uh, Primavera. Primavera. So Paddy Smith played Horses in Full and I went with my housemate. And at the time she like, broken ankle so we'd go into the disabled section which is cool so we were sitting down really near the stage you could see patty smith and everything first note of horses she did like the first line which is like jesus died for somebody's sins but not mine and i broke down and started crying ha. and i couldn't stop and like ashley was like are you all right for the whole set and like people running down the, the gantry were like is he okay for the whole thing and it was just the most beautiful thing i'd ever seen in my entire life um wow. but yeah i could pick out 10 or 15 memories but that i must say that lsc sounds some show in apollo last year was absolutely fantastic i've never seen them in such a small venue and i've never seen a crowd react like that it was intense what about uh back in ireland do you have any any standout moments ireland well barred up electric picnic one that year um hang on i think that there is something nice about seeing an irish band kind of make it that's kind of why i liked uh the la galaxy the la galaxy say yeah then you know you kind of see them coming up yeah i think my there was one year I went to Electric Picnic and I saw David Byrne and St. Vincent and right afterwards straight went straight over to The Knife and I've never been to two shows like it. Like, back to back, they're just like apex class, internationally renowned performers, just like the end of their tours as well, so they're so rehearsed 
and they had the shows down pat they were fantastic and the knife to show was so strange it wasn't even live performance it was like mime for a lot of it and there was like aer- aerobics and like mass choreography dance moves and all this discussion about gender politics in the middle of it so yeah that kind of freaked me out a bit irish wise yeah i don't know <laughs> I'd have to go and think. You'd have to give me a diary and go back through like every Irish festival I've ever been to. I know. To. I think the last time I went to Electric Picnic two years ago, I I I wasn't there, but most everybody else that I was with was there to see uh, Altered Hours on the main Body and Soul stage, followed by Girl Band. Oh who, yeah. Who uh, everybody kind of was wild for that. I didn't get to EP that year because I'd been at Primavera, Body and Soul, and something else. Yeah, it's enough. And I couldn't take time off work. Yeah, and I just didn't get to it. And like I loved the, I've seen altered hours in kind of a pub club venue setting, like upwards of ten times now. And I just love to see them at a festival, see what they do, see how other people would react. Because I know how I react, and I know how my friends react, but I like to see how everyone else reacts. Yeah, I'm I'm almost surprised looking back that I didn't stick around to see to see kind of the two of them together. I, I yeah, that's a strange off the one. Main yeah, stage to see Falls, who I hadn't seen since. Those October 20, 2007 running gigs in um, Phoenix Park. What's that? Where you, you saw Arcade Fire earlier. I yeah. went to see uh, Black Party supported by Biffy Clyro supported by Foles. Was that Foles and the Ant- uh, after Antidotes was released? Uh, first album? I think so. I think it might have even been before Antidotes. Wow. It was when they were very, very hot. And I just remember turning to my friend and just saying like, I don't see it. I don't think we're going to be hearing about Foles. Yeah. anytime soon I think that Mathletics it's a good song I can't believe they didn't play it <laughs> and then cut to like 10 years later and I'm like being absolutely bedazzled by them uh, at the main stage of Electric Picnic I just remember like I'll, I'll leave it with this one if it's a memory just popped into my head I saw my first ever gig was a one day festival in the Phoenix Park it was Red Hot Chili Peppers supported by Pixies supported by The Thrills 2004 2004 and The Thrills Groove Armada and Hot House Flowers it was 110,000 people at it. It was about 20 odd degrees. It was absolutely brilliant. Red Shield Reapers were terrible. Like, <laughs> I fully, t- I actually went in. My brother was a big fan. I was like, these could be good. And I didn't know who Pixies were. And I kind of was like, oh my God, who are this band? I'm like, transformed. 16 or 17. And I'm kind of seeing Pixies for the first time ever. And I was freaked out. And I was a fan ever since. But like, Chili Peppers are so bad. But that's got it kind of <laughs> got me into the like whole big gig going to festivals kind of mentality of like turning up staking out your spot in your field you know chilling out with all your friends the Irish but the Irish festival kind of like the Irish obsession with festivals is very strange like do they do this in every country do they have this amount of festivals per country yeah that's interesting because we hear about the big ones but there yeah. must be small ones as well that we don't hear that much about maybe we're just tooting our own horns here but like uh yeah, we have so many festivals. Every little town will have its arts festival. Like, say, I'm from Clamel, it'll have the Clamel Junction Festival. Start end of June, is it, or start of July? It's first week of July, I think. Um, I'd have to check that. But, like, every town has that going on. Uh, every city has at least one festival, Galway Arts Festival. We've got Cork has Sounds from Safe Harbour. and Live at the Marquee as well. Live at the Marquee, technically, kind of. like, And you've got all the camping festivals, like, the ones we're going to cover in the next while. Um, but yeah, That'd be an interesting one. Check out how many festivals <laughs> relative to population size we yeah. got. Have you been to others around Europe? I've been to Pukel Pop and I was at Leeds Festival and Primavera. I think that those are the main ones that I've been to. And you there are others that I'd love to tick off my list. Like Zygat Festival, I would have liked to have gone to a couple of years ago, but that's kind of changed its remit a little bit. It's, it's kind a bit poppier again this year. I wanted. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I've been to Primavera Porto and Primavera Barcelona. 
Um, and the reason I haven't been to many in Europe is because I was always working or studying until the last few years um, in college or whatnot. So by the time I came around to summer, I'd have a repeat exam or something, or I'd have to work to pay for the money to repeat. Like, I don't know, it's a bit too personal, but like that's why I didn't go to much. Um, so I went to all the Irish ones. I went to every single like standalone gig I could. But yeah, never got... And then by the time I actually did go, it was like, I knew where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Primavera. I always wanted to go to ATPs in England. They always looked great. The weekend camping in a chalet festival ones, you know those? Yeah. They looked amazing. They're, they're done now. Um, Iceland now as well. Iceland, ATP Iceland. Oh, is ATP Iceland's gone. Is um, It's called Airwaves. Airwaves. Oh, no, I think they're two separate things, technically. Are they? I don't know. Oh, okay. I should do a bit of research here. don't want to give ATP credit that they're not you. <laughs> um, but Airwaves always look great. We have a lot. Like, airwaves is kind of like the middle of the summer, and then there's another Airwaves in November. Am I right? Or are they called two different things? Unsure. Unsure. I know friends who go to Airwaves. I know friends who go to actually um, the Guess Who in the Netherlands always oh, looks incredible. Utrecht, yeah. My God, the lineup is always good for that. Yeah, it's about two weeks after Pitchfork Paris, which I yeah. always talk about going to Pitchfork Paris. just because, you know, being in the middle of Paris seems yeah. like a good place to be for a festival. I mean, Run like, the Jewels are playing that this year in November, I think it is. I think if you, like, if I won the lotto, I would spend a whole summer just going to all the different festivals. Oh, man, but yeah. like, you've got Beyond Pukapop, you've got Pukapop, there's like quite a few, North, like Roskilde in Denmark, oh, this is a great lineup. Um, there's Oya, which is in Oslo. You were getting into music, I think, roughly the same time as I, or, you know, like getting proper into it. Do you remember, um, I don't know if you had MTV2 back in like 2004, 2005, but they live broadcast uh, Metallica's headline set from Roxilda. Roxilda, interesting. I think it was Roxilda. It might have been Rock Amring as well. Rock, but I, I Rock, remember being very excited to see that back in like 2004. I, I post St. Anger. I didn't get, no, I didn't have MTV2, unfortunately, my girlfriend in my teenage years had MTV2 so I was watching watch MTV2 in her house but uh, no I never remember seeing that I remember what really like uh, blew my mind when I was like a kid I was watching Glastonbury's coverage in like on a family holiday caravan in Wales and I saw Airplay and it freaked me out completely <laughs> like, I was like who are these guys what's this song I don't know um, I ended up being a huge Air fan off the back of that um, so yeah, Glastonbury. Geez, yeah, Glastonbury. Yeah, let um, we could have looked back this year, and I think I might be taking a break next year. Uh, obviously, tickets are sold out. Radiohead, Foo Fighters, and Ed Sheeran there, and just pretty much every other band under the sun. Um, my hero is the Flaming Lips. Yeah, Not playing anywhere else Perry, this summer. Chic, Stormzy, Biffy Claro, The National, The XX, Mark Lanigan, Glass Animals, Sleaford Mods, Father John Misty, just a whole host of bands, and then. Like well, as always with like these kind of Glastonbury stuff, you got weird stuff. Like you got the Can Project, which is uh, a band playing the German group Can's music, and it's kind of like a super group, like guys from Sonic Youth and I think Can's original bass player Holger Kazuke. Whoa! And like so, it's pretty heavy stuff. And then you've got like people like Thundercat. You've got the Avalanches. Um, bad, bad, not good. Thundercat. Ooh. And then who else are you doing? You people like Annie DeFranco, like, the Jacksons. There you go. Like I think it's like, I think listeners can easily tell that we're just like scanning the yeah, lineup and we're like, what? I think once I see the Glastonbury lineup all come out, I always go, I always have a ticket for something. I'm like, damn, I can't go to that now. But like, I think Glastonbury is what is interesting about Glastonbury. It always is the oldies set. It always has like you know this year's Barry Gibb doing it, BGs, and then you'll have like the Jacksons. You'll have, you can go to Glastonbury for like this. Come back to this question you asked me earlier. Like, why do you go? Glastonbury I think, always has that sideshow arrangement. There's always like 
full nightclubs erected on the site that would get taken down after the week or there's you know crystal healing workshops or all this kind of Glastonbury site is very much associated with like druidic properties there's like a stone circle on the site there's all this extra stuff so if you wanted to do all that stuff and then maybe go see the Jacksons or go see Barry Gibb do the Bee Gees Greatest Hits you can do that as well that's a very interesting aspect of Glastonbury that I don't think any other festival really has um, in terms of like it's half music, half everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever tried to get tickets for it? No, I have a good friend of mine, actually. She went last year and she's gone going again this year. And she said, like, she'd been in a lot of festivals and she said, like, um, last year, like, changed her life. She's like, I have to go back every year now. Kind of like, it was that kind of... It's like Somerset, isn't it? It's like um, an hour north of England or north of London. No, no, it's... Um, it's on the, it's Glastonbury's like the Salisbury Plain. It's kind of near enough to... Uh, Stonehenge in that direction so it's like southwest of London okay mm-hmm. worthy um, farm won the jewels man it's gonna be so good I tried getting tickets a couple of years ago and I couldn't and I haven't even thought about getting tickets god I just I'm just some packs playing oh my god uh, just like other English festivals before you get back to Ireland um, Reading and Leeds is also one of those that you know you kind of yeah, but they've just always been around yeah it's just been kind of like in my head for years like I, I've had friends go in the past um, but like I remember Reading and Leeds growing up being like seeing it in like Kerrang or NME or on MTV it's very much the rock slash hard rock festival now not there's anything good or bad about it it just, just was that whereas this year the lineup is pretty all over the place um, like if you're looking at the, even say like the middle day of whatever festivals it goes Eminem, Major Lazer, then Corn, At The Drive-In and Migos that's a pretty eclectic lineup for one day. Like, yeah. um, after driving, they're just back with their new, pretty terrible reunion album. Migos <laughs> are like coming up with Bad and Bougie and all that kind of new stuff. Corn, I'm not sure what they're doing. Eminem, I don't know. It's a strange yeah. one. It's a, it's a weird festival. I find the Friday lineup is mad as well. Kasabian are headlining uh, Bastille, and then Two Door Cinema Club, who are still apparently popular, even though they're coming back and they have a new album coming out or uh, out. And it, it they, they they had an album out last year, which. People said was okay, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not much. There's not much there, but they're still still popular. And still then big, yeah. Muse and Liam Gallagher, not Liam Gallagher's band. Is it just Liam Gallagher on his own? Looks like it, yeah. And <laughs> Blossoms, who are basically like Oasis, like seven point oh at this stage. <laughs> I think. But I think that there's something about the artwork of music festivals that I love. You know, like seeing the yellow and the red of Reading and Leeds Festival, you know, when... It's very distinctive, yeah. Yeah, and you look at it and you're like looking down the lineup and you're like, oh, I love that band, I love that band, I love that band. And it's just, I don't know, I, I see a festival poster and I'm like, oh, I, I, I love it. Like, you know, just looking at the at the artwork and, you know, who are the big bands, who are the, the, the tiny actually, ones right at the bottom. There are some great articles and like, I suppose the the kind of big daddy of festivals at the moment is Coachella and like I've read articles in the past about how like they divide up the poster and who gets what line and oh who are, gets, are like, you a third line artist are you a third line artist what size font is your name and compared to like no I was like we're bigger than them they're on a the second line we're in a third this kind of thing so that's all incredible like the politics of festival posters is always a super interesting thing and like also who gets to use their actual logo on the poster oh right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like if you check it out, the Reading and Leeds, like Corn and Blossoms and Muse and Eminem all have their own font. <laughs> but anything further down, you know. So that's interesting as well. Yeah. And another thing as well that's going to come out, I think it was in The Guardian um, this week, was that some bands are wondering, is it worth their time, you know, traveling, you know, three or four hours just to play a half hour set or 20 minute set? I, I read this as well. And like, 
I've like I've played in a band for many years, bands. It's like turning up, going like, you know, you're going to get paid the same amount. I would assume for like a twenty minute set, but that's not long enough at all. That's four songs, you know. It's, it's about fulfillment as well for yourself, I guess. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, like, does the crowd just want the four hits? You know, what's what way is that going these days? There was a suggestion in a particular article that because grime artists and kind of a like hip hop artist in the UK play shorter sets, that that might transfer over to everything else. But like, same time, I still see grime artists play an hour. You know, I saw like Stormzy play before, and you know, he does his hour and hour and his ten. So I just don't know. Like, it, it's a strange one. Um, I would like if I went to see. Personally, if I went to see a festival and every band would play twenty for, for twenty minutes or half an hour, I'd be pretty hacked off. Yeah, but that's just me. <laughs> but but there is a fine line as well. I think ninety minutes is a perfect. perfect I think I think even seventy minutes sometimes. Seventy ninety minutes. Yeah, I think you. Uh, I don't know what's the longest set I've ever seen by a band. Um, Apex Twin is apparently play, playing for two hours. I'll be at Fatima Yamaha. <laughs> um, I think the longest set I ever saw was Flaming Lips in the marquee and it was 2 hours 20 but I'm such a super fan that I'd watch them play for 4 hours um, but yeah I think like an hour and a half is your max but like definitely not under half an hour like, Sigma is one of the guys who's playing a couple of the Irish festivals he's uh, headlining the Friday at Sea Sessions at the um, end of June and he's also playing uh, Independence Tell me Owen who is Sigma? Yeah I, I had to um Listen to him on Spotify today. If you've ever been to a gym and you've ever like... <laughs> if I've ever been to a gym. <laughs> if, if the listener has ever been to a gym and I don't know if you've ever done a spinning class or something, chances are you know a couple of Sigma songs. Okay. You know, he's he's got a couple that uh, you'd instantly recognize kind of from the gym. And I think that that's kind of what you're getting at with, you know, these bands which have a couple of songs. Like people want the hits from Sigma and you know them straight away. As in you go to his most popular songs on spotify and you're like oh yeah i heard you know if you, if the gym plays music or pumps out music or anything like that you're like oh yeah he play, they play that and that and that and that <laughs> so i don't know maybe it'll be weird for people to actually be drinking watching sigma rather than like on an exercise she, bike yeah, or get like a, like a, a fleet of bikes in yeah. just so you can like pedal away i know someone who's been to c sessions um it's up in Donegal, so it's it's the other side of the country. For Difficult us. enough to get there, yeah. Um, Sigma, All Twins, uh, Little Hours and Cormac are on the Friday. The Coronas, Shit Robot, Dahi on the Saturday, and then Primal Scream, and Five Ants, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> Five Ants. We're trying to look at it on the poster. It's really ba- small. Badly drawn and, by and Mr. Scruff. Mr. Scruff. I think actually the Sunday looks decent enough there, you know. And it's it's on a beach. Yeah, I mean it's definitely. That's definitely another like festival or stuff going on. You can go surfing and stuff. Like I think, I think I was asked, asked to play it there one year with a band, but we didn't take it up in the end. But I think our attraction for it was like we could go up and kind of like hang out on a beach and see a bit of music. You know, I think it'd be pretty fun. F- f- sounds fine in theory until you realize, oh wait, it's it's Donegal, it's Donegal. It's yeah, it's probably gonna be wet and windy. Yeah, I think like in terms of lineup, the Friday, no. Um, Saturday, Shirobat and Dahi, Wyvern Lingo. Um, wow, Otterkin are playing. Amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, the Saturday's not so bad. The Sunday look could be pretty cool. Primal Scream, Badly Drawn By, Mr. Scruff. Uh, I've spotted West uh, Cork's favourite son, Brian Deedy, on the lineup as, there, as well there. Long way to go for him. Yeah. <laughs> In- Independence, then, is, is pretty similar, actually. Like Tom O'Dell, Sigma, Hermitage Green on 
the Friday, it's the August bank holiday weekend. It's the same weekend as Castle Palooza. Then you've got the Coronas and All Twins and the Riptide movement yeah, on the Saturday. And then Manic Street Preachers, and Brian, Brian Dee and Weaker Corners. It's almost a, it's a very similar lineup. Don't forget special guest TBA, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, that's been, that's been going for 11 years or 12 years now in Mitchellstown in County Cork. And it has, like, literally grown from something that was in the town square. In town square, yeah. I remember passing... its own, like, 15, 10 to 15,000 capacity festival. I remember passing through it with my parents in the car, like, when I was younger, and they'd have, like, a a truck, an open-sided truck in the town centre, like, playing some music. And you know, you're like, oh, this looks all right. And then it's after blossoming, really, into, like, a festival that's fairly consistently it sells well every year you've got your consistent crowd going to it um occasionally you get some of the bigger uk acts like manic street preachers are playing this year um which is probably one of their only irish gigs they might have a gig in dublin yeah i i, I find it weird like just thinking about the actual crowd that's going to go there will they even know who manic street preachers are i think of it as a very young kind of crowd i have friends who went to see before see super for animals play there oh okay and there was maybe 300 people at super animals yeah yeah so Maybe they need a big kind of anchor name. Maybe that gets the other bands to go. Maybe the Coronas are massive fans of Manic Street Preachers and want to go see them because they play it or something. I don't know. And the Coronas, like, they uh, are just always there. They're always there. They're consistent. They're always there. Uh, it's interesting the way that a lot of the festivals do it now. They kind of do early bird tickets and then they do tier one, tier two and tier three tickets, like mm-hmm. increasingly more expensive. Like you could have gotten a weekend ticket, I think, to Independence. An early bird ticket would have set you back 90 euro. That's all day. Then it went up to 99 euro, then 109 euro. And now the final tier of tickets is 119 euro. I mean, not a huge jump each incrementally each time, but like it does tell give you that encouragement at the start to shell out your 90 quid. And I suppose so they then have a cash reserve to like yeah. book stuff and yeah. pay for stuff. So, I mean, if it gets the money in quicker, I understand why they do that. Um, Body and Soul is one of the Irish festivals that we still have to talk about. Uh, it's an interesting lineup this year. It's not as exciting as it has been the past couple no. of years. I've been once before and I had one, actually one of my uh, favorite festival memories was seeing uh, Metronomy on the Friday, like an hour into our, into our weekend. And they were just incredible at about 7 p.m. And just a really, really big Metronomy fan. And they're back this year. Uh, Vitalich, which is a strange booking. I think that's very much a 2004 French house kind of like you know Daft kind of like Orbit Orbital or more like Daft Punk or like just uh, just East at the, just the start like they're like I don't know like that's a very strange booking for me I like Vitalich hasn't been like played anything for years so it's or released anything so it's really weird uh, Lamb Chop um, kind of kings of all country I, I can see the match body and soul yeah they're a very body and soul type band Austria I also was like I remember her album Future Politics came out earlier this year. I know mediocre enough synth pop, but I could see it going well live. It's kind of got that feel to it. It'd be good in the sunshine. Yeah, it's uh and then you've got like like those kind of like curmudgeons that are sleeved mods, <laughs> um, which I think that would be a good like one in the morning shouting and roaring kind of thing. It's just a strange line. Mickey Blanco then. Don't know much about Linky, Mickey Blanco. Hundred Waters as well. Um yeah, it's it's a good lineup, but again, it seems wow they're going to stretch it out over three stretch days. Stretch it out, yeah, and it seems like a step back maybe from what they maybe booked previously. And you know, there's a lot going on at that festival. I mean, it's on probably the best grounds of any fest, any Irish festival. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, the grounds themselves are more are quite the attraction. Um, I know you just, usually get some good sun. 
It does. It's the right time of the year to actually get some decent weather. But overall, like I looked at the lineup when it came out this year and I just like immediately cancelled it out of my head. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that again. Because if, I know myself personally, if I went to Body and Soul this year, I'd see maybe six or seven artists and I'd just party away the whole weekend. Um, because really the attraction isn't there for me overall. Even though I must, I, I, I must, must give a shout out because I just noticed that Shuker on the bill and I keep forgetting they're playing. <laughs> um, so... They like I'd see Shuker twice, and <laughs> I'd see like six other fans. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. You do want to feel like you're getting value for money. You want to get well. value for money, and like, and that's the thing with playing with seeing all these festivals. Like a lot of them have similar lineups, like between your like C or C sessions and your independence. Um, or say if you went to Casapalooza, you'd feel like you were getting less value for money than last year Casapalooza, and I think it's a diminishing returns again with Body and Soul this year. Um, like I said, I like going to festivals to see the music, um, and I just don't think Irish festivals this year bar forbidden fruit and a longitude have that element to them like then you've will we talk about electric picnic just before we talk about electric picnic let's talk about the, the let's talk about the festival that um i'm hoping to get to this year that i haven't been before but i've heard really really good things another love story ah yeah yeah, yeah. happenings and homebeat present another love story um at oh no where i don't know where it is it's in the middle of it's nowhere in like leash or mead or somewhere yeah I don't know. I've had friends play it in the past and come back with rave reviews. Yeah, I've only heard good things. It's a really small crowd as well. So, yeah, like so 500. it's Homebeat organizing it and it's very limited. Yeah, very limited capacity. I think it started for someone's birthday once a few years ago and it's just expanded ever since. So, but That's if you fair. look, I think they line up this year personally. Like it, it's all Irish. Well, you've got Yofer there there. Uh, like half Irish half Irish but you've got like I think lineup's great you've got Katie Kim you've got Bantam you've got L, you've got Rhymer like they're all fantastic groups um, and you've got Oogs which would be an amazing festival band I would love to see them at a festival but you've also got cool things like National Concert Hall's Gamelan Orchestra wow yeah How, man that's a lot of work moving a Gamelan I, I, I've lifted a Gamelan before that's tough work so um, I think that'd be really, really good then DJs I think What's interesting, what excited me most about that lineup, you've got Kino Kievon, who is... Our, fa our favourite DJ. Favourite DJ, yeah. He's just the most cons consistently the best selector of tunes in Ireland. He has the best radio show. Shout out to Untave Tool. Or a G after 10 every weeknight. Um, I think I think it's going to be... It's it looks a really great. nice lineup, I think. Yeah, it's a really nice lineup. I think there's more to come to be announced. Um, I think in terms of... Maybe we're like... We're doing a disservice by promoting it so much. Maybe they don't want more people to come. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think that there's something about it that's kind of more loving about, you know, doing it the way that they do rather than with the likes of uh, Forbidden Fruit. It seems like the Irish artists are kind of almost stuck there, stuck on there as oh, a type of... Uh, you've got an extra tent that was announced separately with the yeah. Irish artists. And you, you've got that from kind of maybe having commercial concessions or looking to use sponsors at festivals. I know Electric Picnic last few years, for example, like sponsorship is rampant at the place now. Like you can't go anywhere but a hassle we've been hassled with by someone for like get a discount on your Electric Ireland account or something like this, you mm -hmm. know, or eat some terrible confectionery that we've got, we tried to shove on drunken strangers. Um whereas something like a smaller festival, like another love story, or what we've got a quarter block party in Cork, there's no really commercial concessions at those. So it's more about actually the acts, the artists and whatever else is on as opposed to um, something being pushed in your face, which is very annoying when you have to do that. Uh, Electro Picnic, so the granddaddy of the Irish festivals. How yeah, long it has it been running about, since 2004? 2004, it was a one day, -er, and I think it was five, it went to a weekend, and every 
five when we went to two days and then every year after that it's been a three there um i went for 2007 until 2013 i think i missed one year in that wow yeah and 2007 that was oh that, that would have been after the yeah, yeah it was 2005 which was kind of the the arcade the fire arcade moment fire did, that did. put electric picnic on the map it put arcade fire on the map as well i think yeah. in ireland at least and it gave them that reputation as being this incredible live band but like i remember 2007 yeah just to show again how far back at this was this was when sonic youth played you know sonic youth broke up like fucking like five six years ago but um sonic youth played and whatever and it was a lovely festival i used to love going to electric picnic um i went for a number of years after that in a row so I remember the last year i went i remember seeing factory floor just blow my mind Ooh. absolutely incredible gig like i still remember seeing like hudson mohawk which you know he produces for kanye and stuff but he was doing a live set as well just after that well the dj set just after that just incredible stuff and that was the year i saw david burns and vincent and knife now electric picnic and Body and Soul have undergone the same problems. They've increased cast capacities every year, really. I know Body and Soul is going up this year again, even when they said they wouldn't do it. Oh, really? Yeah, they, wow. s- they said they'd actually pull back on capacity, but that's a mistruth from them. I can't see Body and Soul selling out, to be perfectly honest. 15,000, yeah. t- like 15,000 plus tickets. So. Bigger, much bigger this year, as far wow. as I know. Yeah, and Electric Picnic's done the same thing. But up until the last year I went, it was like pretty enjoyable. I just haven't been back since. Um, I, I, and I don't think I'll be back this year because it has, as Owen's already said, it has sold out. Yeah, like I, I was there a couple of years ago when the capacity, I think, was still 35,000 mm-hmm. um, and it went up to 50,000 then the following year and it, it's gone up to like 60,000. Is it 80,000? No, now? it can't be 80. It couldn't be No? 80. No. Okay. We might need to look this one up. But like, if you just look, take the lineup as it as it is, like I think I'd have a great time in Electric Picnic this year. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really good you, bands. You've got a tribe called Quest. I think their first Irish date since the 90s. Wow. Like they broke up in 99. Are they doing any Irish fest- any other festivals? As far as I can tell, no. Yeah. There might be some stuff in like the UK. Like, we haven't talked about them yet like, anywhere else. Yeah, and they're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic band, even though, like, you know, they don't have Fife anymore, but, like, they're a great band these days. Like, the most recent album was absolutely brilliant. Um, you've got, like, things like Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan's your, like, cool oldie that everyone will know the songs at, and it'll be really great fun. Kind of like the Grace Jones of previous years. Um, Interpol make their millionth return to Irish mm-hmm. shores. I don't, just, you know, Run the Jewels, Fire John Misty, um, Madness. Floating Points. Yeah, Floating Points. Finn Staples, Man on the Tough, Young Fathers. Finn Finn Staples, like that's going to be incredible. Like I saw him, yeah, I've seen him previously. He's fantastic live. Um, Perfume Genius, Pond, Car Seat Headrest. That's a great ride. Arcade Courts, Real Estate. That's a great lineup there. And we haven't even mentioned it. Pete Tong presents Ibiza Classics performed (laughs) by the Heritage Orchestra Conduct conducted by jules buckley do you tell me like how is this is this gonna be good he, he did it for the proms the bbc proms okay. last year and i think is that that's where it comes it from took off. and so i was kind of when the festival lineup uh came out i was like on twitter just being like what the hell is this and people were like actually it looks pretty incredible so it looks like visually it's gonna be amazing so it's gonna be like full-on laser show screens with so, yeah. like kind an of orchestra backing track with orchestra on top doing ibiza like bangers how did orchestras become the hot new thing in music? <laughs> the hot new thing since like the 1600s. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know who would have killed it at Electric Picnic this year? Mozart. <laughs> but was it like um, that old Simpsons episode? It's like, who are the London Symphony Orchestra? Possibly while high. <laughs> Cypress Hill, I'm looking at you. <laughs> but like, it's, I don't know, like they've got, uh, we discussed this earlier as well, um, before we started recording, it was a... Um, the art, the National Concert Orchestra with Jenny Green presenting. 
It's the, the RTE concert orchestra. RTE concert orchestra yeah. when Jenny Green is kind of like DJing with them or something. I think so, yeah. Like, this is an interesting phenomenon. Maybe this stems from the Trinity Orchestra playing like Daft Punk a few years ago or something. You know, like, I know it's been steadily building over time. Um, I've never seen one of these shows. I wonder how they'd go. Like, is it catering for the older raver who's like a bit more laid back these days and wants to just sit down with the pims and kind of enjoy it rather than getting mad out of it? It seems kind of karaoke-ish though, doesn't it? Maybe a bit. I just, I, I, do you know what? I can't really call it on its, I don't know, import or, or say lack of import until I actually see it. It could be really good fun. I mean, it's not, definitely not aimed at me. Um, But I think as a distraction on a stage at like nine ten at night and you're a bit, you're a bit beat from the day and you can just sit down or you have a bit of a boogie to an orchestra playing Balearic House Classics. I don't know. It's it's a strange phenomenon. It's a strange concept. I mean, it obviously works. They're like, like the, the one with Jenny Green has sold out two shows in Dublin. Uh, sold out two shows at the Marquee. At the Marquee. So like as, that's in well court. Like, you know, as well so as selling out the du- three arena in Dublin last month. There you go. There's, something, there's a huge demand for it, obviously. So um, I already did a new James Last. Is is um our I Beats a classic being performed by orchestra as the new show bands for the for the previous generation? I don't know. It's an you know, you get to hear the popular hits done in a classier way. That's probably it. Um I think that that's pretty much all of the festivals that we're gonna talk about. I think the Laboom are gonna be one of the stars of festival season. They've just got um they're just a really, really fun live band. They're Irish as well, and they're they're playing pretty much all the festivals i think that they just need to get it out of the out of their system just doing all of them so i, I and i actually might get to see them at some stage for some reason i just have, have managed not to see them once i think <laughs> yeah i was clashing with them when they played in quite quarter so oh okay um <laughs> yeah there's there's other bands like ships who are like one of the uh premier festival bands in ireland at the moment alvaretti as well as relatively new and i think she's going to be massive i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like something like bitch falcon um this year just playing a bit more gigs. AMAC. AMAC. Yeah. AMAC have got a killer live show, I've heard. So, like, I've heard good things about that. And then I'm always, I'm coming back to that another love story lineup and just seeing, like, something like, you know, Katie Kim again. Katie Kim has been a stalwart for many years and she always, always fantastic live. But um, it'll be interesting to see. There's a lot happening. There's even, like, there's a lot we haven't covered. There's a lot of, like, smaller Irish festivals. There's, like, um, even festivals that haven't been fully announced yet we've got sounds from a safe harbour here in Cork the National are announced there's probably a lot more to come um, so that's going to be all over the city um, so it's a jam-packed summer um, if anyone gets to all of these wow <laughs> you've got more money than cents yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you already say are you going to any of these Irish festivals you're um, going to wait and see I'd say I'm going to try and take a crack at Longitude um, another love story and I don't know. After that, it's all up in the air. I mean, Electric Picnic, I mean, probably pretty good, but I see how burnt out I am on the summer by that stage. Because um, it's going to be pretty big. Uh, it's going to be really big. Like, there's a, God, I just remember there's also the, the weekend of Primavera, there's Open Ear Festival on like. Oh, Valencia Sh- Island. Valencia it? Island. Shirkin, it's for Shirkin, Shirkin, Shirkin Island. Valencia, and that's yeah. an incredibly experimental lineup, and it looks brilliant. Yeah. Like, I, what I wouldn't give to actually go to that festival. I mean, of all the Irish festivals, it's my favourite lineup this year. But unfortunately, I have to go to Barcelona. No. <laughs> if there was one band uh, on the Primavera lineup uh, that you would recommend to people who they might not have heard of, who would you tell them to go see? Oh, give me a second. Off, off bring, the top of your head. Off the top of my head. <laughs> it would have been Granddaddy. Oh. 
Which I'm still. Uh, I think Broken Social. Yeah, like everybody knows. Everyone knows Broken Social Scene. Um, I'm just gonna gonna kind of take a scans here, a quick one. Um, can I say two? Go for it. Like I'm always gonna say Mitski. Um, who was incidentally playing Cork the day I arrived home from Primavera so I'm not going to see her in Cork but she's playing Primavera absolutely fantastic Puberty 2 was one of the best albums last year and Bury Me at Maker Creek her previous album is fantastic as well and then uh, I'm going to say this is not this heat Sweatshop Boys Sweatshop Boys are going to be great um, Heems formerly of Das Racist and uh, Riz Ahmed um, formerly of Star Wars <laughs> and then yeah you've got like this is not Deceit, who are very strange. Area he's post punk band. Only ever released one album called Deceit, but in hugely regarded to this day, and they're going to be so weird. And I've just remembered the zombies are playing as well. Oh my god, the zombies are playing. Yeah. Oh my god. How do you do this? Where like a big band kind of comes back, and you don't really know anything, but you know you should go see them. Like I was mentioning before uh, we started recording this, that I was just listening to an interview with the Afghan Wigs, and I only oh, yeah. have a cursory knowledge of the Afghan Wigs, but for some reason I have it in my head that like. I have to go see them at Primavera. I have a friend who does a very interesting thing. Um, my friend Eric, actually, what he does is he, when the band comes out, says Super Free Animals played Electric Picnic last year? Yes. Question mark. Anyway, so what this guy does is he goes onto the website, he looks at the tour coming up to three previous weeks, and he just makes a playlist of what they've been playing on tour, so he knows every song they're going to play. I'm a super fan. <laughs> yeah, but look, which is, like, you know, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll know you'll know every song, you'll probably really enjoy it. And if it's a band as good, like say for Super Arms or Afghan Wigs, you're going to have a really good time because you'll know it. You won't be like, oh, I don't know this one, you know. So that's maybe an interesting way to do it. Go on to setlist.fm, get their most recently played and make up your own setlist. Like, because I don't know. I, well, my, I tend to do what these things. I just go and then I find out afterwards. But like some people don't do that as well. You know, some people like know what's going on. And that's cool too. Yeah, like the zombies I know are playing and it's kind of... Uh, they're like a big returning band. Like they haven't well, played in God, a zombies long time. They've Zom- been going around since like the 60s. Zombies were around in the 60s. Odyssey and Oracle is a fantastic album. Um, but they did like the oldies circuit in the 80s and 90s and haven't really played since, I suppose. Um, this is the really oldies circuit. But they are playing Odyssey and Oracle in full. So that's all you need to look at, Owen. That's okay. all you need to listen to. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, God, if I was there, I'd be... No, I am there. What am I saying? <laughs> I'm going to be checking out the zombies anyway. They're a fantastic band. Okay, if you could ask your friend to just make me a couple of those Spotify playlists. <laughs> I'll say FM. I uh, actually have to make up my own Primavera playlist anyway, so I'll send it on to you. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that we're we're all festivaled out just in time for the f- festival season. Perfect, yeah. So uh, hopefully the sun will be shining all summer. It looks a little cloudy outside now. I'm hoping it's not going to rain. <laughs> It'd see map for the festival talk though. Uh, Darren, thanks a lot. We've got stuff coming up on on state and thin air reviews every week or two on state or thin air for me. Um, just keep an eye out for the byline. So cool. All right. Have a good have a good uh, summer. Have a good summer as well. See see you in Barcelona. See you in Barcelona.